0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and we have a loaded show for you. First off, we have an interview with Kyle Duggar, an NFL draft prospect out of Lenore Ryan. We talked to him a little bit about his experience at the Senior Bowl he recently went through, uh, just talking about his path to the NFL, coming from a relatively unknown guy to one of the top-tier prospects here in the NFL draft uh, upcoming this season. Also, Hayden jumps on the podcast, we recap the Super Bowl, we talk about some of our favorite commercials, things we liked, things we didn't like, and we also make our prediction for who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl next year. So you're not going to want to miss it, but first, we've got an interview with Kyle Duggar right now. We are now joined by a very special guest, NFL draft prospect and safety out of Lenore Ryan, Kyle Duggar. Kyle, thanks so much for coming on.
1: No problem.
0: Thanks for having me on. So last week, you, uh, you were at the Senior Bowl. And coming from a D2 school, obviously, there were a lot of, of questions about how you would perform against some of these guys. Uh, what, tell, talk to me a little bit about what it was like um, just going up against, you know, because obviously you've got the, the size to play at that level. But what was that like uh, just going to work every day in front of NFL coaches with uh, some top tier D1 athletes?
1: No, it was different for one. It was definitely different just being in front of all the uh, the coaches and the cameras and things like that. But it was definitely a lot of fun once I was able to be on the field, um, been able to compete with those guys. It was definitely a lot of fun and and definitely cool to be able to you know see see myself and break down things and, and see the improvement that I'm going to be able to make in the future. So overall, I said it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and and that was a thing. A lot of NFL draft uh, scouts were basically waiting for you to kind of, you know, see how you stack up. So the senior bowl was, was pretty important for you, I'd say. Um, and I I think you definitely proved a lot to a lot of people. Um, I've just been hearing, you know, you're, you're like around that. You're basically like the third ranked consensus, third, fourth ranked safety um, out of the draft. Is it, are are you focusing a lot on this draft attention? Like, are you reading what people are saying? Uh, or, or are you just, you know, putting your head down and, and getting results?
1: Uh, yeah, it's definitely more of a head down approach. Uh, of course, I have that every once in a while. You know, somebody surprised me, and, and I open a message on on social media or Snapchat, or somebody sending me something that I, that I would not have wanted to see, or you know, wouldn't want to have looked at. But um, I'm definitely ignoring um, everything good and bad, as far as you know, anything not associated with with the field and me getting better in this process. So. Definitely, a hands down,
0: approach. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, your intro into football. So, what growing up, what got you into playing the sport?
1: Uh, I, I don't really know what specific thing got me into, it other than you know my parents, you know, taking me out when I first started playing. When I was four, and um, they said they they knew it was a love for it because of the way I would sit and watch watch NFL games and the interest I had, and when I when I watched it when I was just in diapers, so. Um, I think it was just, you know, them seeing that I was attracted to it, and, and they put me in it right away.
0: Yeah, and, and growing up, you obviously grew up in a very athletic family. Your mom was a track star, was is that right? She ran track?
1: She was a track star, but also she was a basketball star, Uh, more so. She yeah, got a Jersey, retired, and all those things at Fort Valley State University. So,
0: Yeah, so, you know, a- athletics ran in your family, uh, but... Coming into high school, you you were still waiting on that growth spurt. What what were you at like height wise and, and weight wise, uh, like later into your your high school career?
1: Um, I, I probably my junior senior years, I was I was probably between five eleven and uh, a one range. Um, at the end of my senior year, uh, after coming in as a five six freshman.
0: So, uh, and and that affected you obviously with with scholarship offers. Um, and but you got one from Lenore Ryan, which is a D two university. Uh, was that the only offer you got, or had had you gotten other offers, maybe for other sports as well?
1: Uh, yeah, that was one of the, one of the three offers I had gotten. Um, I received an <laughs> offer from Barry College, as well as Ryan Hart University, which were D two and D three universities. So um, I ended up choosing Lenore Ryan.
0: Yeah, can you talk to me a little bit about what that first uh, experience was like—the the first visit there—and what eventually made you uh, commit to going there?
1: Uh, it was, the first visit was funny because there was nobody on campus, so it was like, and I was only recruit, so it was kind of like a ghost town when I went there. And for me, it kind of it reminded me of like a blank canvas mm-hmm. uh, and a new opportunity for me because it, in high school it was definitely. Um, one that I didn't, you know, look back on as something that I would say was a highlight. You know, high school was was diff- difficult in some ways as far as athletics. So I just looked at it as another opportunity more than anything. Not so much uh, what I had to offer as far as, uh, you know, outings and and socially and things like that, but just opportunity to play. And then also they were a private school with a high academic uh a lot of prestige on their academics, so I look forward to
0: it. Yeah, and as you got into college you, you grew into, you know, two hundred twenty pounds, um, a fantastic elite kick returner as well as a safety. Uh talk to me a little bit what that was like when you first started getting um NFL Scout attention when people were coming and, you know, visiting with you um for the first time. It was
1: uh it was a huge it was Oh, I don't really know how to. It was surprising for one because uh, of all the previous years, there was it was kind of the exact opposite. It was it was not only no no uh, recognition from that that level, but also it wasn't really a lot of recognition from even the levels that you know the D two level. A lot of those organizations and conferences, they weren't you know seeing me as a a great player. They were you know put me on second team. Conference some years, and so it was definitely a surprise to me. But it was something that I had looked forward to for a long time, and I felt like my work was paying off finally.
0: Yeah, and you know, once the that first scout came, um, a lot of them followed after, and you turned into probably the top uh, D two prospect in the entire uh, in the entire country this year. Talk to me a little bit about uh, the the difference between basically being an unknown guy. Uh, turned into one of the most talked about players in in all of D two college football.
1: Um, so yeah, for me it was it was different in a way that you know it was a lot more attention on me, a lot more you know scrutiny, criticism, things like that. But as far as the work um, and what I had to do to make sure I kept my level of play up, nothing changed on that end. So more so, it's kind of just a change in the in the light showing on me and the attention I was getting off the field. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you you were named the Senior Bowl. We talked about it a little bit before, um, and that's a pretty that's a pretty big deal because there's a lot of a lot of scouts are there. A lot of I mean, there are two NFL coaching staffs coach the Senior Bowl. So mm-hmm. um, and and you were you were one of the or were you the only or one of the few D two uh, athletes to make it.
1: I was the only
0: one. So, yeah, talk to me a little bit about um, getting that call and, you know, eventually, what was it like meeting as well with the different coaching staffs from the NFL?
1: It was huge. It was a huge honor to be able to to meet coaches at that level. I mean, it was really cool. You know, they were all had their different personalities and and they had things that they highlighted that important. And so it was really cool. Definitely something different, but in the end of the day it still was football which made everything, you know, a lot more
0: relaxing. So Yeah, did you pick up any was there any advice that you were given or something that you've uh tried to keep with you or kind of stick with it uh over these next few months?
1: Um, the biggest thing was uh make sure I take take advantage of every day, full advantage of every day and um remember I this is a once in a lifetime opportunity that I would never get the opportunity to do, to do something like this again. So just make sure I take advantage of it, and you know, stay locked in.
0: One of the things that, uh, there's been a lot of talk about, a lot of conversation is, um, whether or not you'll move from safety to linebacker, um, or, you know, whether you'll stay in that spot. Do you have a preference between the two positions? Do you like playing one or the other more?
1: Uh yeah, actually I've never played a true linebacker position, but I do like uh, that strong safety role more. um, Just been able to kind of do both, get in the box as well as play deep. So I think that's going to be my preference if I had a choice.
0: Mm. Is there is there like a safety in the NFL or a uh, former NFL safety that you kind of like to mirror your game after a little bit, or you take traits from them?
1: Oh definitely, uh, Troy Polamalu's one. I definitely try to take a lot from Eric Berry. Um, Ed Reed, just his uh the way he reads quarterbacks and plays in the middle of the field. So I try to take every every great safety's best attribute and kind of diagnose it, see how I can put it in my game.
0: What What about being a safety is so um, interesting to you, or wh- why you know why is it safety over linebacker or you know any other any of these other positions?
1: Um, for me, I think the biggest thing I notice is just. That safety is, is what it said it is it's, it's the last man, it's the, the guy that has to make sure everything uh you know stays in front of them and kind of save the, the in the in the end. So I think just with safety, the biggest thing is that they have the chance to uh to really excuse me, they have the chance to really uh make a lot more plays in the deep end and when that ball in the air um than that linebacker position.
0: Yeah, so uh, NFL scouting combines coming up, uh, obviously another chance for you to be able to show what you can do out there in the field. But there's also, uh, it's also notorious for, you know, some a little out there questions as teams try to uh, figure out, you know, personalities and, and all that sort of thing. And I figured I'd, I'd write down a couple of questions uh, that I found that people have asked in the past. And we'll just ask you here, uh, you know, short answer, maybe a, a, just a couple sentences but they're a little out there, uh, and I'm not sure exactly what it means, uh, depending on what you answer, but maybe, you know, we'll try to do this with other prospects as well, and maybe we can build up uh, some sort of consensus here. So, you ready to go? We, we got five, so you, you ready for these? Yeah, I am. Okay. A bus is going 100 miles an hour in Alaska. Where are you sitting, and why?
1: Uh, I'm sitting in... Georgia still because I probably didn't get on the bus. Uh, I don't really know how to answer that question.
0: <laughs> it's okay. There's no there's no right or wrong answer, uh, and I'm not really sure what technically would be the correct response either. Uh, okay, what team do you pick in Madden? Uh, Atlanta. Any any reason why your team or?
1: Uh, just because uh, I'm a kind of a hometown guy. I'm
0: okay. Okay, what kind of fish are you? Ooh, a shark! Mm, a shark. Okay, okay, I like it. Uh, you you know, what percentage chance do you think you would have against the average person in a staring contest?
1: Hundred percent.
0: Nice, I like it. Okay, last one here. How many ways could you use a brick in one minute?
1: Probably ten.
0: Okay. See, I, I like it because you know you may not know exactly what the the right answer is to the question, but you said them so confidently that I I like I really believed all of everything that you said, so that was okay. good. You've got you've got you've got that going for you. Um, okay, so let's move on here a little bit uh, to you know after you get drafted, you're you're set up with your team. Uh, what's the first thing that you're gonna buy?
1: Uh... Probably some jewelry okay. Um, and other than that I'm gonna say the rest.
0: Yeah, have you like have you heard about what other athletes are doing or there like, you know, techniques that you're gonna try uh with money like they've used?
1: Oh actually I have heard um different things and I've been heavy on how they shave and what not to do. I've heard a lot about that, so that's been the biggest thing to me, make sure I don't make some of the same mistakes that they did.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. You're going to have, I, I bet, a lot of people asking you for money. Um, I'll, I'll text you my cash app, though, you know, once you get drafted, if, uh, you know, if you, if you are feeling generous right after that. But, uh, you know, if not, if not, maybe not.
1: <laughs> I got you.
0: Oh, wait, no, no, that was a test. You're supposed to say, no, I'm I'm saving my money. Oh, in my head, I no i just uh <laughs> oh i see you were just being nice you're just saying yeah, okay I nice, so
1: maybe i get to it later with, with uh laying
0: down yeah 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 you can do it you know you can do it off off the podcast i i like that that was nice right. of you that was nice of you <laughs> um is there something that you are wanting to do i mean i know a lot of athletes like they're getting into podcasting or starting their own business or is there something off the field that you're particularly interested in doing
1: um, I have a lot of interest in architecture. Okay. Um, also, uh, training is always been something I thought I I like. So those two things.
0: Is there is there a way that you like specifically that you want to incorporate that?
1: Uh, not exactly. Yeah, I definitely want to um, kind of get a taste for it first. <clears throat> I haven't had a lot of experience, mm-hmm. um, doing either. Well, I've actually had a little bit of experience training, but not so much doing uh, actual architecture. Um, I was just doing engineering at my school, so I would definitely want to uh, have to get a feel for both before I could, before I can say.
0: Yeah, no, that and it's really cool that you've got something, um, you know, more than football beyond it that you you're wanting to incorporate. Um, but you know, if you ever do want to start a podcast, uh, like I said, just you know, shoot me a text. We can we can collab, put something together. Um, but. Just know anytime you want to come on, you're more than welcome to talk sports or, or you know, whatever else whatever else you want to.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Uh, before we go, though, it is so we're recording this before the Super Bowl, but the episode won't actually come out till after the Super Bowl. Uh, you're mm-hmm. just going to have to trust us on this one. But right. before I let you go, Kyle, what is your Super Bowl prediction and why?
1: Um. Uh i I g I'm going with the Chiefs just because of how uh how potent and, and and strong their offense is. I feel like if Patrick Mahomes has a has a on day, I feel like they, the the forty niners don't really have a chance in stopping them. So I feel like I'm gonna go with the Chiefs just because of uh, their offensive
0: power. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually going for the right ers the forty niners in this one. Uh but, you know, right. we'll see. Uh maybe maybe we'll have to put down a, a bet on it, you know, like <laughs> uh, like, I don't know, your the first year of your rookie contract, if the 49ers win, and I'll give you uh, – I don't even – I don't really have that many valuable th- – mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What what do you want? What do you want if the Chiefs win?
1: Uh, I ain't really too much of a gambling guy, I'm going to be honest with you. So. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's it's not
0: gambling. It's just, you know, between friends. Just two friends, uh, you know. Okay
1: uh shout out would be
0: cool okay shout out okay so wow i mean i hate i don't want to be that guy but i do think i'm getting the better end of the deal um your first year your rookie contract for a shout out on instagram uh but i mean hey i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna look the uh gift horse in the mouth as as they say um but yeah i think that's all the time we've got here kyle thanks so much for coming on uh really appreciate you taking the time
1: Thanks for having me on again. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, and we'll uh we'll be we'll be watching you closely. We'll be rooting for you and hopefully, you know, we can figure out a time to get you on in the future. Um but yeah, I'll text you my cash app and and we'll go from there. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks. All right. We're coming back from the Super Bowl. It just happened like 45 minutes ago. It just ended um with Hayden now.
2: I like. You sound like you're like giving it like a like an update from like uh like a bunker. Oh, well, it's <laughs> All right, like, We just finished. Super, well, it's day like, thirty six. I like, I like doing it like this because we
0: just we just had an interview with Kyle Duggar, but it was like it was like nine hours ago. And I was too bad that I missed him. Right. And, hey, so Kyle. Like, and so. But yet
2: his his voice and mine are just seconds apart. Exactly. Well, yeah,
0: they're just separated by an anchor ad read. Like oh. I, I, think that's re- like that's just really cool. I, I like doing these because then it's like, whoa, we're gonna take a break. And for them, it's thirty seconds, but for me, it's like ten hours. That we can catch our breath, really. Yeah, and I can really refocus and get my thoughts out and p- get them in order. But good game, great uh, game.
2: One of my favorite. Like, okay, I, we were talking. I was, and I was looking at recent Super Bowls. John said the last good game, the last game that was this good was uh, Patriots Eagles. Yeah, and I didn't like Patriots Eagles because I'm a Cowboys fan. And a NFL fan, so I'd root against both teams. Yeah, but it was still like exciting. Oh, it was a great game. Like there was oh, it was a ton of points. Game. But uh, very fun game today. Are we gonna break it down? Or are we gonna go to commercials first? How are we structuring this? Uh, sure. Let's talk about let's talk about the game first.
0: So my my main thing that I kept tucking away that I was like, man, when you know when the 49ers were up by 10, I was like, man, when the 49ers win this, I've got like the perfect. What like,
2: what was it? Because because I, I
0: was tucking away something it too. It was just the fact that the two because. You know, you can you can tie you can argue it or debate it, but the two most influential guys on the field today, on both sides of the ball, was Nick Bosa. Yes. On defense, Debo Samuel on offense. Those were the first two picks that the 49ers made in this year's draft. So it was two rookies that were carrying the load, at least for, on both at least sides for, of the ball.
2: At least you're talking about for San Francisco specifically. Yes. Okay. For yeah.
0: San Francisco, I mean, because they they'd done really like they'd done really well all year. Obviously, Nick Bosa won defensive rookie of the year but like this great year. Yeah. Well, I but, mean, I mean he was he was a defensive player of the year candidate. Exactly. he was top yeah. 4, top 5, something like that. And so the fact that they were able to come out and the pressure that they put on Mahomes with just four guys was They were nuts, rushing four almost every play. Not, yeah, and they would mix it up and throw five or six. Like he it was honestly rattled. didn't matter. They they they'd get the same amount of pressure either way. Yep. Like based off of whether they were going 4, 5, 6, but I thought that like the first basically 70 80% of the game was dominated by San Francisco. Yes. And it's like the same thing that we've seen the first two games of the playoffs. I didn't think they were going to do it three times. It was like when the Chiefs got it going and it didn't even like they put up 21 and answered, but it didn't feel like it. No, it felt like a normal game flow. For like them. it was just like, it didn't feel like Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers blew it. It was just like natural, like no, I, I, flow I mean, of the game. They just scored, they scored and they scored. Uh, and then the game was over. Well,
2: once they started getting pressure on Jimmy G, that was when the tides turned. They had him for a couple of big losses he started to look as rattled as Mahomes did. Because, I mean, Mahomes was missing throws, like, bad. His pick to Tyreek Hill was behind him. Uh, that, went off his, that went off his arm. He was putting balls short or way long that didn't make sense. And then we started to see sort of a shift in which Jimmy G became the same guy as, as Kansas City was starting to get more and more pressure. And, um, and, and they started rushing for as well. Kansas City did um, in, in the middle, like, like the beginning of their comeback, I would say. Because then, mm. then they started playing more contain, late comeback, Yeah. And from the beginning, like Jimmy, like
0: obviously this whole playoffs is revolved around a theme of like, don't let, like, don't ask Jimmy to do too much. You know, like it's, it's simple reads, play action passes. A lot of it's opening up. And that was working. Obviously in the championship game, he threw the ball eight times. But like even in the first half he was throwing some dimes. Yes. Like that play that, action was looking really good. That offensive pass interference call. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have that would have yeah. probably changed the game. I don't know. I didn't see a full ex- I didn't see a push or a full extension. Just looked like his hand was there. Mm-hmm. I w- yes. I don't know.
2: Like Well, if we're talking about calls that changed the game on 4th and or third I mean sorry, third and like 15 or so. Mm-hmm. That one where um where Kansas City jumped on like uh, it was a, d- a defensive end jumped and there should have been a flag, and Jimmy should have gotten a free play. But instead, he ran for like three or four, and there was no flag. Oh, mm-hmm. That yeah. was a, that was almost certainly an offsize I mean, I, I saw it right at the moment, and somebody had yellow gloves on. Like I think maybe it was maybe it was Honey Badger had yellow gloves on, and mm-hmm. saw his gloves moving. I was like, oh, there's a flag, free play, free play, and then yeah, no flag. Interesting. So that really hurt cuz that, that that brought it to the fourth down and that was that was I think their last drive before the 21 and answer points.
0: Yeah, and the thing that sucks is that Kyle Shanahan now, I mean obviously he like, was livid. He is extremely young. Like he's a very young guy in his career, but now in the first like 4 or 5 years as a, a coach, mm-hmm. he's basically given the blame of blowing the 10-point lead against the Chiefs and then that 28-3 lead over the Patriots just a couple yep. years ago. Yeah. So I mean,
2: obviously, he's got plenty of time to to like. But you knew that one of these coaches—they've both had a similar storyline in that sense of not being able to come up and. Yeah, but one's got twenty-five years on the other, so. Exactly, but you knew that whoever lost, if if they blew it, was that was going to be the storyline. Here's my question: um, Who do you think has the better, the brighter future, Shanahan or um, uh, McVeigh? Shanahan, I think,
0: because think about it: uh, the reason why the Rams got shut down is because they ran like a very – like they ran an unstoppable formation. It was basically like they were a one-trick pony, right? Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, uh, who is it, Vic Fangio figured out how to shut that down, mm-hmm. and they've looked relatively – Mediocre. Like, yeah. They've, looked, fine they've offense, looked average. But they've got a lot of weapons that they're not But utilizing. Kyle Shanahan – and it's – I mean, part of it is um, like the coach themselves – but the fact that uh, Selah didn't get any offers. That
2: helped. I mean, if I'm a Niners
0: fan, every, I am so happy. Every reading. meaningful coordinator is coming back. You have, I think what well, they said, the third youngest roster in the entire NFL. And, I mean, you're But main, they don't have
2: picks, do they? No, they've, I mean, yeah, they've got, yeah, they've got, they've got th- their first round pick. And, and then, then they fifth. don't pick
0: again till Fifth. The fifth round, yeah. That's tough. So, But, you don't, what, but, but what? they're young. So but it's think like... about it. Like, going into the draft, where is an obvious need for them? Like where where yeah, would you I'm say think. well I mean you go receiver if it's maybe if it's you don't there. have to though in the second or third round because you've be got Emmanuel nice. Sanders and, and um Debo. Kendrick Bourne's played Debo. well, Debo's played well, and George Kittle. Yeah, you're but not looking running back. Maybe cornerback. I th- I think that's Corner, probably one way. Well, especially
2: you, with Richard Sherman aging, it'd but be nice you can, to have a rotational but guy. But you can there. go there in the first round and then you're fine. You know? Where are they at? Well, thirty one, so like who's in that range I'm even thinking? Because this, this draft is very top 15 to 20 heavy for corners. And then some safeties drop. Well, no, I don't think I – And mean, we'll see where they I drop. I don't think there's but. a guy
0: going until – Like most mock drafts don't have a guy going until about 20. At corner? Yeah, at corner. It's the guy from LSU. I can't remember. Christian Fulton. Fulton and then the guy from well, Florida, CJ Henderson. Um, and then there's one other guy.
2: But um, – like yeah, A lot of safeties going high. I mean we that's too. where your Xavier it, McKinney and Xavier McKinney and Delpit. Well, although, um, except for Okuda, he's a corner. Well, obviously, but he's like he's not going to be he's like top four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's re- I mean they're set up. If I'm a, I mean, I, I'm I'm not a Niners fan, but if if I'm if there's any Niners fans listening, I'll tell you, um, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Oh, Bryce Hall, that's the other guy. Don't worry, it's going to be okay. Your team's set up. But you've I got the best young front seven in the league yeah i don't You're i don't well think coached.
0: i don't think there's anybody that's like because it's a it's a two-edged sword right like oh. obviously it sucks to lose a super bowl but no, who like who in their right mind could have really predicted this like who could have expected them to to be the number one seed in no the going NFC into the season didn't we have all the didn't we the both bowl? have them like seven and nine yeah it was somewhere around five hundred, eight eight and eight yeah so a big jump for them off the we back. didn't trust jimmy g well
2: yeah and neither did they I mean, really? they didn't have to. They didn't have to. You they know, built it, a beautiful rushing attack that we did not see coming. Yeah. and can they? But can they maintain that? 100%. Why,
0: why not? Like, why, what, what are they— I just
2: wonder if teams are going to find a way to shut them down. Okay, but tell me Because if how, you force Jimmy G to throw, you're feeling all right.
0: Yeah, but you're running—they're running, like, jumbo sets where George Kittle and, 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 and check uh-huh. can be lined up as fullbacks or tight ends— and then all of a sudden, you're either a pitch to the right as those two guys as your lead blockers. You're running a little leak out to George Kittle where he just mauls guys over. Yeah. Or you're running a 30-yard fly to Kyle Hushcheck. Like That's a lot harder to stop than McVay's offense. Cause it, cause I think it's, it's harder to not stop. Because it's not only just like, their, their setup, but you're runn- they're basically running four or five formations and they're running 8,000 different combinations with those formations. That's what makes it so hard to stop, because you can know where they're gonna line up, but you don't know do what's a lot gonna within happen. That.
2: So you don't know what kind of personnel you need. Is that, a better, is that a better offensive system than like a Greg Roman system with Lamar? Like, I, which is more sustainable? Well, obviously it has, to be, um, it has to be the 49ers, because think
0: about it. Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, they are not- all missed time this season. And they really didn't skip a beat. Like, you no. take take away the Falcons game, there was no game where you're like, man, these guys, like, they got outplayed or they got outmatched. Like, we talk about all the time their gauntlet that they had when they went up against the Saints, the Packers, and the Ravens. In that three-week span, they lost the Ravens by three on the road, beat the Saints in the Superdome, and blew out the Packers at home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, there's, there's just so many things, like, that it, it can go right. You know, like there there's not a lot, but in the Greg Roman situation, Lamar Jackson goes down. What do you do? What do you do? Like is RG3 Luckily, be they able do to step have in? RG3? Who is, yeah, but he, is he going to be able to step? He's in the only and stay guy that, that I can think of.
2: Like what? Tyrod Taylor? Of what? Josh Allen? They can step into that system. Oh, Josh uh, Allen, Tyrod Taylor. But the part of it is like Lamar Jackson
0: is so like there's nobody. As I don't elusive. think we've seen anybody at the quarterback position that elusive since Michael Vick. No. Like that's, that's Michael Vick may be the only one that can really keep it at the same level that Lamar Jackson did. But, uh, yeah, I, if I'm the 49ers though, I would trade out of the first round, like middle second. Cause looking at a lot of mock drafts, it's like, you've got, you know, top 20, there's a lot of solid, you know, starting quality talent. And then you've got a couple like halfway sleepers that are going to be available mid second round. So if you can make a trade, get out of the first round, and then get a couple more depth pieces, I feel like you're, that's a lot more beneficial
2: yeah. to them. As if they can, if they can grab a late second and a mid third for that first, they're chilling. Yeah, I mean that's where you want to be.
0: But it's like realistically, they and that works their advantage. Like they don't have a lot of issue. Like they don't have a lot of needs to fill. So like yep. it, it, works. Like it works just fine. Because if that guy grows into a position uh, and becomes a starter, that's fantastic. Like Debo Samuel, but. Next year, I think they're back. They're back in business with all their, all their picks, and mm-hmm. they've got a super young front seven. Like everywhere, oh, yeah, the, well, the youngest front seven. The league, oldest. I'm sure. The oldest guy is Richard Sherman. You know, and and they've yeah. got enough pieces. Well, One on the front
2: that, seven, who's the oldest? Who's the oldest guy on the front seven? I
0: don't know, Quan Alexander probably. Yeah, and he's twenty six.
2: Yeah, so. and then they got like DeForest Buckner. Yeah, Both, and all uh, the
0: all the all the guys on their front like half of them or more than half are still on the rookie deals, mm-hmm. so they have so much room to go. It's grow. gonna be tough when those deals end, but yeah, that's, that's um, for but, a different but time. But that's a different like you know you're two three years away, especially if they can continue to draft well and, yeah. and build up that those pieces. <clears throat> um, anyway, let's. But the let, Chiefs. Yeah, I was gonna say enough of the enough Super of the Bowl. The Super team. Bowl champion Chiefs. Um, I mean, really, what it came down to uh, is that like. When Mahomes came back from that injury, they haven't
2: been stopped. Like, there's no Mm -mm. team that really shut them down, and they stayed hot. Well, he's looked like. I mean, I saw. I mean, did you see the Bleacher Report poll and stuff that were like, "Is Mahomes the most talented quarterback ever?"
0: I mean, I at at this point,
2: it's hard to argue.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because he might he might
2: not be the smartest. There's guys that are smarter than Patrick Mahomes.
0: Of course, but what kind of guys can make throws that he can make and move with like those he can? legs and the size? Because it's like it's basically a combination of like um, some of the great like Brett Favre, Peyton Manning arm talent without the picks. Without the picks, uh, with you know, com- like honestly, the it's it's he's taking different like he's like a Steve Young. Mm-hmm. With the IQ of like a Tom Brady. Because he really, I mean, he, you know, he is a smart quarterback. Like yeah, he's you, not, oh no, he's you not have a dumb to quarterback. Be, you he's, have he's, to not, be. he's not Aaron Rodgers.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't. But he's young. Exactly. And he's so got he and he's got legs it. and he doesn't get hit that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did get hit a lot in this game. They yeah, got say. pop. But he got, but he got if hit gonna, almost all the third of drop hard.
0: Like this is the game to do oh, yeah, it. Like not, he was taking shots. Matter. Like what are you? What are you really gonna do? Like what's yeah, he the doesn't take he those this season. You know? Yeah, so he gets, he gets rid of it. But after yeah, after he went down, I mean, well, first got, off, got sacked four times. The uh, Colts held them to 13 points, which that counts as some sort of win. It's like, better than San, San Francisco could it. do. That's right. That's better than any team. When, uh, is that so, their lowest? Sam, yes, it was. Total? San Francisco h- held them to 10 points. Uh, at halftime and they put on the screen they're like that's the lowest any team has this whole season i was like huh wait a minute so i went back and looked the colts also had 10 but it's so it's technically technically it is the lowest. lowest yeah and then we just allowed a field goal the rest of the way through um and they won, and and we. Sorry, won. but that's a
2: regular season game. We really shouldn't be comparing. I mean, you know, <laughs> it feels good though. It's
0: all good. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta find Damian Williams and something.
2: Damian Williams was incredibly influential. Yeah, and in, I mean because he just forced them to. I mean, he forced them to rush four. Given they were San Francisco was highly effective in rushing four, like we mentioned. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, but like, gross, but insane. If if you know if Damian Williams isn't so elusive out of the pat like. As a pass catching back, because mm. they—I mean—he had to be man on every play. He's lining up a receiver. He's lining up in the slot. I mean, he's—he's a, he's a real weapon. He ran for 17 times for 104 yards and a touchdown, and had a receiving touchdown, and he sealed the game yeah. with his last rushing touchdown. I mean, given like you mentioned, his stats were padded by like a 30, 40 yard yeah, touchdown. He, yeah, he ran but at the end boosted. that was the dagger. So you got to yeah, give it you to had him. to finish it um, off. Tyree Kill, how would you feel about his performance? I felt like him and Patty were on not on the same page until like the third and fourth quarter. Um, well, was he was weird. getting hit in the feet a lot. Even like even the big plays that he made,
0: it was like because that one big forty yarder that he had, mm-hmm. he just kind of Mahomes just kind of threw it up and chucked. It was in a hole. He, he was he was Tyreek was in a pocket where he yeah. just caught it. You know, but he had to stop. Mahomes wasn't particularly like spectacular in this game. No, like it was a very gritty performance. Like he did what he had to do to win, and he did it late. Yeah, and yeah, is, and he did it is... late. But it was like the tough runs, like. Uh, the his first touchdown run where he like faked the pitch and then just cut
2: it in. That was gorgeous. Uh, and I got, love I love those option plays. They ran that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like they, I think they ran on third or fourth. Yeah, down. there was one. There was fourth one, and one. There was one where he did pitch it and Nick Bosa just
0: popped. Yeah, Mahomes. he got popped. So, like Mahomes, that that's kind of like the last check in in his box really. If you think about it, of like being that top level quarterback because when when your game's not there, you're not making your throws. Being can you still win? Compete? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can say like Tyreek Hill had a big game, Damian Williams had a big game, but Travis like,
2: Kelsey earning that pass interference call and then scoring a touchdown yeah. right after it was mm-hmm. very fun back to back. Yeah, I mean he he on the stat sheet he looks he looks like six for forty three, but there was a twenty yard pass interference earning that mm-hmm. you know that would put him at seven for sixty three and a touchdown. So very influential yeah. compared to the stat sheet. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the thing is like and you have to guard him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Such a weapon. It's it's difficult. Or it'll
0: be interesting to see what happens with um, the Chiefs' defense specifically because, like, they really turned on the Jets, but they signed, like, they've got a couple of guys, like, Matthew's there on a prove-it deal, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, i have to double-check. Um, Chris Jones is due for an extension at some point. Frank Clark just signed one, so he's locked up. He's, they got Anthony Hitchens and Damian Wilson who are highly effective on veteran-type deals. Yeah, they've got Thorne, Thornhill, Juan Thornhill, he didn't play, but... Pringles on a ACL. cheap deal. Well, Pringles... Well, Pringle, Pringle, yeah, but he's like a special teams guy, but like yeah, but
2: he he's a he wrote he I mean he had, he had a couple big plays today. Our, yeah. What was the one? Dan the
0: and then and then Dan Sorensen, I think, is the other guy. I remember he made like against the Texans. He had like a, fu- a forced fumble on the he, kickoff. Well, he had the thermal He had there. like a he was all over the place in the Texans game. It was like he kept showing up. Like I like the announcers were saying his name every Anthony fifth Hitchens play. Is big. So wow. they've they've got like a couple pieces there, but like I. I don't know if if we're talking long term here. I, I'd still lean with the Chiefs just because they do have they, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they have a quarterback who's
2: just as young. But you think w- about it. More football years though. More football. Yeah, years but on. that's like but that, He's, that's, he's more,
0: that's more of like for a running back. You know, like at this point in his career,
2: he's he's about he's not even in his prime yet.
0: Exactly. Like he's still got sixteen. Like if we're running back, like if he had come in, you know, like a five year like a five year guy at a at a college.
2: Did Petty go for four? Three. Uh,
0: I don't know. I'm not sure, but I he's but, 24 years old. But regardless, but like, he's like he's got m- more time like left on the table. Like it's, it's oh, not absolutely, even because he's he hasn't even signed his extension yet. Like there's so much room for him to grow and expand as a player. Um, but defensively, obviously there are going to be some concerns. Oh, he like two, he only spent two years at Tech. Didn't he? Did he transfer? From. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember if he was the one or no, 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 it was was Baker that went from Texas. He played a
2: total of 20,
0: um, but yeah, so, but yeah, like, not even, like, not even a concern, like second year in the league and he won MVP his first year or well, third year in the league, technically second year as a starter MVP in his first year. And then a championship in his second year, like he's set up to be one of the, one of the most exciting generational guy. Yeah. Uh, and my biggest concern for him is getting caught up like Peyton Manning did with the Colts, like early on, and like he got in the middle of his prime. The nice thing is he he did it now. Like he won his championship now. It took uh, Peyton Manning nine years in the league. Yeah. Uh, but every all the pieces fit. They had the defense. They had Edron James. They had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. And everything came together in that 2006 year, uh, and they won. And it's like, man, this is the beginning of the dynasty. Well, the Colts never won one after that. Like that was it. And I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but I hope not. You just want to make like he's got the pieces there and, and everything set up, but that's what a lot of teams, like you know, most people thought the Colts were getting set up and to only go yeah. to the Super Bowl one more time over the next. I bet Patty five gets, years,
2: goes at least two or three more times. I bet he wins one or two more. Yeah, oh
0: yeah. I, I mean, the, the way because they're well now, coached. Well and part of it young. is part of it is they're in like the way the AFC is right now. Like, you know, unless Lamar comes back and has another MVP-level season, it's very much in limbo, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the Patriots are in a transition. Uh, the, the Ravens, like I said, they're going to be a, a tough team to play. For a the little Texans bit. The Texans never perform in the playoffs, never show up. Um, the, the
2: Titans, if they can sign a quarterback, are I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I think the Titans peaked this year. I do, too. I agree with that take, but they will still be an intriguing team that can knock teams out of the playoffs. I, like... Park? I think they picked, and I think they hit all the spots they possibly could.
0: Yeah, they got they 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 got the most out of Derrick Henry. I don't think we're gonna see anything close to this what we got out Derrick no. Henry. Like if they let him walk in free agency, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't say that's a dumb move because you know he's earned his paycheck, hundred percent. But that doesn't mean you have to pay him. You know, yeah. Like just because he's worth that much doesn't mean you're the one that no, needs to yeah. give him that money.
2: Buffalo's a team that's young.
0: Yeah, but they're iffy too. But they still don't, their very quarterback young. play is not as good. And they, well, and they don't have targets. They don't have receiver receivers to no. throw to. I'm, what's the other? I'm missing a division, am I?
2: Are you thinking of like? Well, I mean, Chargers
0: are in limbo. Uh, you like all, you've hit all team, the divisions because Kansas City has okay, the Chargers that's right. and yeah. Oakland. Every team that's in the AFC right now, minus the Ravens, so take the Ravens out of the equation. There's question marks. Like no team is set up the way the Chiefs are, where it's like no, you've you've answered every everything. You know,
2: yeah. Baltimore does have a better defense, though,
0: for now. For but, now. They, but they they only but have like Ju- two years Judon, left. On Judon is those. gone this year. They're probably going to trade him, maybe, or he's going to. How walk. much is
2: left on uh, Earl Thomas?
0: Earl Thomas, I don't know. Well, I mean, part he's of it got is like a five-year part game, of it is contract and too. also yeah, but it's not yeah, like it's how much does he have left in the tank as well as how much is left on his contract, you know? And uh, Marcus Peters, I was going to say Marcus he's Peters, gone. he's gone, done. This is yeah, because yeah, he his contract was expiring, that's why the the Rams him, got rid yeah. of him. Judon, they're already saying like the consensus is they're not going to be able to pay this guy, so you've lost. You know, you've got question marks and a couple of big playmakers, yeah. and two of them are basically. It's gone. tough
2: to be in the NFC right now. Yeah, the NFC, NFC is much more sure than every. Yeah, everything's I mean, coming together. L A. There's there's not big question marks there. Yeah, with I the mean, Rams. if anything, it's
0: just a Super Bowl hangover. Like they could get back to exactly. It. Seattle plays better.
2: Seattle is, you know, they they always perform. Yeah, they um, they have
0: they they do have some needs to address. Will they be able to but lock up to Davion Clowney? That's the that's that my a, that's big, that's question the big question for them. Like, will they be able to get him back? New Orleans,
2: Drew Brees obviously Drubridis can keep it up. Well, or stay in the league. He yeah. can retire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but even if they have Teddy Bridgewater, Bra- like, Green Bay's doing okay. Yeah. They I mean, Minnesota's found their yeah, spot, their niche. And then Dallas and Philly both. Are solid rosters that need yeah. better coaching. Yeah, you well, and you give you give the Eagles a couple more pass catchers. Mm-hmm. You give the you give the Eagles a good receiver health. draft, and then the Cowboys obviously have a revamp system. Yeah, if they, yeah, if if things work out, the with Mike NFC McCarthy. is going to be a fun place to be next season. Um, the the AFC is very much wide open. That's what makes it so interesting, though. Yeah, because it's really
0: like kind I mean, of a shot in the dark. But okay, here's the thing: they're well, both wild card. They're both wide open, but in different ways. It's exactly. like you've got six. You've got six like. And obviously things between here and now will change a thousand percent but like looking at the rosters now not including the draft and everything like that like you've got six teams that are Super Bowl level teams uh, in the NFC and the AFC you've got two right now in my mind you've got two Super Bowl level teams but also teams that like you give them a good free agency like if everything goes right a lot of those and you, you could add a couple more but it's like there's there's it's it's almost like the is deeper like there's about eight teams. The AFC ten has teams. less
2: of a bottom end. They don't have a Washington, New York. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who's the bottom end? Like besides Miami, yeah. Who's the bottom end? Uh, Cincy. Yeah, but besides it's like, that, everybody's like even and, the Chargers at five and eleven are a team that are a piece or two away and some good coaching away. Yeah, well, from being and, and, a strong and they were they, team. their
0: plus minus was right around zero. Like it was extremely close. It was negative eight. Yeah, like for a five and eleven team to have a negative eight plus that's, minus. That's actually one
2: uh, one point away from Houston's plus minus.
0: Interesting. And a better plus-minus than Pittsburgh. And Miami has so many draft picks. Like, it's insane. The Bengals, if they get Joe Burrow, and he turns—I mean, when they, basically, we can assume. And he can put in some good quarterback play. Like, who's to say— Assuming he doesn't die. Who's to say they're not—yeah, and obviously, get offensive line help with that. Mm -hmm. But who's to say they don't win six, seven games next season?
2: Well, I mean, I, you you could theoretically say the same about Washington if if they're well coached. Oh yeah, behind Rivera. Yeah, no, that's true. But Detroit's like Detroit's. They're, yeah, everywhere.
0: they're very tough. To, yeah,
2: Carolina. I mean,
0: you need a quarterback. Like that's literally what it comes Christian down Tarzano. to. Who's going to throw the ball? Anyway,
2: and Arizona's you know, they're young, but uh, they they have a yeah. lot yeah. Offensive of offensive line. Lot, help. Of, lot of lot of yeah, gaps. Offensive line has It's line. crazy. Anyway, it'll be fun. Uh, draft season's coming up, so we're we'll be excited to recap or not recap, pre-cap, pre-cap, new that's word.
0: Right. I think we've used that before. Really? I think um, so.
2: I I maybe. Well, that's our. It's, we're gonna copyright that. Okay. The That's good. It's the a pre-cap. it's a recap ahead of time of, what, like what's a different word for precap? Preview. Uh, you got it. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> All right. Are we talking ads?
0: Um. I love. Yeah. I think so. Was there anything else? I think we covered Super everything. Super Bowl MVP with... Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, the color of the Gatorade was orange, orange. which was a great bet. The that was national anthem. Yeah, it was like plus eight. The over hit on the national anthem. Which no, no, the was, under. Oh the. It was under because she went 150. She hit the under. Yeah.
2: Oh, so we hit. Wait. We were we were
0: thinking under. Mm-mm, no, because it would it had built up every time she sang it. Oh, we picked the but over. I but I didn't account for um, the NFL being such like a structured thing. Yeah. Like you knew they have to hit their mark, and there's no way she's going over two. Like if if it was just a free for all, I would have been like, oh, she'll go two minutes for sure. But no, she stuck to the script. Tails never um, fails.
2: Tails never fails. That one was good. And then. Uh... I don't know. We'll have to look at some of the other ones. I, I don't even. Or remember. like Josh Jacobs touchdowns. We'll just have to wait a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Because the laughs> Robbie validating. Gold
0: had eight points though, two field goals and two extra points. So, so it's
2: it's doable. It's manageable. All uh, right, let's talk about some good ads and some bad ads. Um, right off the bat, my personal favorite ad was uh, Ellen and Porsche's Amazon ad. That was good with the like different types of old Alexas in like mm-hmm. medieval times, and then like the dragon. I don't know. I thought that was a really fun ad. You didn't like Post Malone's ad. You thought mm-hmm. that was dumb. There was just too much chaotic energy. I going think at. they could have simplified it, yeah. And still kept people
0: being in his head with well, face stats. Yeah. The, the face tats was amazing. The, like, the part that got me confused, and I was telling Hayden before this. Well and was why like, is
2: there a lever that controls his whole body? Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Like the,
0: like there was no there was no reason, like we had no reason to believe that there were people inside post Malone's <laughs> like body that were controlling him. I feel like I, I mean and I don't know like I'm not an expert in that but like
2: I'm not an expert on post Malone.
0: Yeah, I'm not an expert in Super Bowl commercials, but it's like wh- like why am I supposed to believe that there are little people inside Post Malone's head? Another bad ad was the avocados from Mexico. They did not It was do like well. it was very like quirky,
2: but like it didn't it didn't make me want to buy avocados. It, 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 I when I when I hear avocados from Mexico, I want to see some tasty looking avocados. I want to see it on toast. I want to see I it would on love guac. to see yeah,
0: people like like, if you did a 30-second ad of just, like, simple guacamole, like, that would be great. Just, like, if it was just, like, if you get, got, like, Rachel Ray or, yeah, like. So
2: like, how to make it.
0: Yeah, yeah, It was just, like, a 30-second, like, them making, That's like, not even a bad idea. Simple. Avocados from Mexico. You know, Are also, you listening? I was not CCS a fan next year. of
2: Doritos. Oh, Old yeah, Town the Old Road. Town Road. That was, it's, like, Old Town Road is, like, dated now. Yeah. And I hear Old Town Road, I think, like, who just woke up from yeah. a coma?
0: I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot going on. You there. have one that you really liked. Well, there was a couple. You mentioned it too. I really like the Pringles one, with uh, Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, the Rick and Morty one. That was really, was really good. good. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, it was simple. Yeah, it, and it was just and it's Rick and Morty, such, so yeah. I was thinking though, they could have like figured out, like they could have done an ending a little better. And this is just purely like off of my, but it's Rick and Morty. My so fandom like... <laughs> of Rick and Morty. No, but like to think about it, like Rick saying, "There's no escape." Like, you know we'd have it's to Rick. have some out. Yeah. So, like, I was thinking maybe a better ending for that would be, like, like, oh, we just need to play along or something like that. And, like, pretend like we enjoy <laughs> stacking Pringles. You know, like, just something like that. It's Rick. He's And a then genius. it's, like, and then all of a sudden, like, they somehow incorporated it into the second half of season four. You know? Where just, they, like, have some Pringles. Yeah, yeah. No, but, like, they incorporated how they eventually get out of it. Like, it's one oh, of those, like, the cold opens. Maybe they opens do, though. On, like, no, they won't. R-
2: they won't. It, they left no... Yeah,
0: because it, it was just so, like final you know yeah. like they're just like wow you know there's no more rick and morty because they got trapped in a pringles commercial but yeah. that was good by pringles obviously like that's something that's still topical totally different vibe though if they also if they could have announced when the second half of season four was yeah that would have got me that would have been hyped. good too um the google one was really oh, sweet that one was so that was sad. Really, that was like that was really cute but it hit yeah it did i like that's the one that's like i feel like most
2: people the google one was about, about a so it was like a man with Alzheimer's mm-hmm. asking Google how to remember things. And it tells him to look at pictures. And then he asks for pictures of him and his wife. Yeah. Throughout and then he the years. yeah. And he, and he tells her things or he uh-huh. tells, he tells Google, Google things, things about, about his wife. Yeah. Oh, and so then she can like, cry.
0: she can, or so Google will like tell him about these things as he like mm-hmm. progresses. Um, so that was very cute. I thought that was very sweet and very touching because yeah. it was sad though. It was like, it, it was just the right amount. Like it was a good balance. I think
2: it gets you get was, choked go. up, but you're not actually crying. Yeah. Well, like, remember that one where, like, they draw grandma in? Like, the kid photoshopped grandma in on her iPad? That one was that, a one's a like, tougher. that was not, it was just, like, that was, like, oh, what, a couple months ago? Yeah. That mm-hmm. one just wasn't there. Like, yeah. it was just, like, uh Like, that's what this Google ad. The, and the Google what, ad was so motivated by, like, voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what made there it There wasn't so even, yeah, there wasn't even a ton it of, was just like. just pictures. Yeah.
0: There There wasn't, there wasn't um, a Another lot of imagery.
2: bad ad, though, Bounty. With a crossover where they had like Febreze. I don't know, the Charmin. the uh, what was going on? Rob Riggle like thrusting, thrusting out
0: paper towel things like that was that was like when we're talking chaotic energy like I kind of was like oh uh-huh. this is interesting was just but then it's like it really threw me because like then they open the door and then it's like the little the little bear
2: yeah and I was, and like, was like my like I was like whoa what is going a, on there here? was too much like yeah. there's like somewhere you know I don't know. I nope. thought it was cool that Hummer coming out with an electric Hummer. That's yeah, sick. That was that was cool. And and the Disney Plus ad got a lot of people hyped. Oh yeah, just because they, they want to like, see the show. Yeah, it's like oh, it's about time. I'm um, trying to think. Was there a... the Pop Tarts one was bad?
0: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I technically I do kind of want to try them. That doesn't sound good though. Also, how
2: about TikTok coming through with two? Yeah, like they're, they're like making they, money. They did their their oh, commercial twice. The Snickers ad was really good. The giant Snickers in the hole. Did you see this one? Mm-hmm. So it's like um, talking about how the world is like a broken place and there's all these things wrong or whatever. And then there's just a giant hole and they like give the world a Snickers. Like they drop a giant Snickers in with a crane. And then these people are like with selfie sticks, like doing a vlog and they fall in and they're like, it's working. <laughs> That's <laughs> that good. Was, I'm that good. I missed that one. That's yeah. really clever. I honestly like, I don't know how I caught, like I'm going through the list of the good ones and I caught almost all of these because I was running an event. And so like in order to maximize my ability to watch the game, I had to. I'd be up and moving during mm-hmm. ads. Um, actually, our friend, uh, he, uh, you know, those grids on the yeah, yeah. on the quarterly mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, our friend Aaron. Um, shout out Aaron Visual. Actually, that's right. It's uh, it's turning it. It's he's, he's rebranding his brand into a branding brand. Anyway, um, he he had zero zero, which was great oh, because yeah, yeah. he won the halftime score at ten ten and the third quarter score at 10-10 no was 2010. Was it? 2010. 2010 2010 2010 i mm-hmm. was like wait a minute does not right 2010 so that was good for him um yeah another friend of ours great another friend of ours had like 50 bucks down on one of those square things in a at like a different party mm-hmm. in which he won a thousand dollars that he split with his girlfriend it was emmett Semple. oh that's crazy that's he had, he had the one the one and the zero for dope. the final score that's insane yeah, yeah. wow that's really cool so I'm trying to look, he I, got really hyped when they, when, when, you know, cause there was no need for Damian Williams down. to score yeah. that. That's, that's laid, what it's yeah. like. Wow. Just he could have laid down.
0: down. Oh. Oh. oh, I can't believe I missed this one. The, the Hyundai one where it was like, everyone was talking in the Boston yes. accents. Like yes. that was, that, that was pretty really good. And I forgot the
2: Porsche one where they're all driving. That one was just sick.
0: Yeah. I'll have to look at that. Cause I don't know. Yeah. Look up the Porsche one. The Jeep one with Bill Murray Groundhog Day. That one was really cool. I love That was very cute. Bill Murray one of my favorites um it was it was not a bad ad year last year there were a lot of crazy oh, ads wasn't there one where it was like uh, where it was like this girl like this lady it was in an office i don't remember what it was for but she kept calling everybody dumb like but using different ways to say it and like oh you can't say that and it's like oh what do you oh. have your head in the sand it's like no that's and then offensive and the, the dude's head's in his own yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so that, that one was good that one was i don't even really know what that was for either I don't know what it, but I really oh, like I really like that one because they're we got,
2: like, "Oh, you can't say that." We got opening odds on next year's Super Bowl.
0: Wait, one more. They just dropped. Before before we forget, we'll move on, but uh, the the little nut? No. No thanks. No. Absolutely that was terrible. They could have gone not. with that. They could have done that like a
2: number of different ways, but that was not it. All right. Um Chiefs I did see that. Are the betting favorite like, at plus 600. Ravens and 49ers are both tied at plus 800. Saints at 1000, which is weird. Because we don't know if Drew Brees is even coming back to the league, so Saints at a thousand's weird. But Patriots got, at but eleven. Got,
0: but the thing is, for them, they've got the pieces where it's like, well, you want to throw like throw any quarterback in there that's above
2: average. They well, can, apparently, it's going to be Taysom hands. hill um, or Teddy. But they're. They, have you heard the reports that they're leaning towards Taysom Hill because he's cheaper? Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, maybe pair him up with another guy. I guess I don't know. Patriots at eleven hundred is also weird because Tom Brady's a question mark. But same idea. You could throw as long as it's not. St- I mean, just I don't think Stidham's catchers. the guy you want. But um, then then uh, Chargers and Packers. Chargers, really? Chargers at plus sixteen hundred. Oh, no! Is that the, banking on Tom Brady? They're the definition of plug a
0: quarterback in. Because like I was I was looking at it before because I was comparing. Oh, this is like a totally mic.
2: like was that so loud? No, it wasn't.
0: Oh. Um, Sorry, I guys. was comparing it to Jameis Winston, because like everyone's saying that Philip Rivers is a better choice in free agency than Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. So looking back at it, six times this season, Philip Rivers had the ball down a, uh, at least one possession or one possession or less, uh, and he threw an interception. Yep. That like end of the game. It's like, let's say you get half of that. Oh, and he's, he's leaving. He's out of there.
2: Yeah. Well, they already said Are they going to go back. with Tom Brady? That's intriguing. The
0: two places that I think Tom Brady or three places. There's th- besides uh, the New England Patriots that I've heard the most about and make the most sense. L.A., L.A., Las Vegas and Tennessee. Yep. Cause Those you, are the three you, that I've heard you the go most I go to. Other Mike intriguing Brable. ones are Colts and Bears. But I just I don't know. I don't like. There's talk like, oh, the Colts are gonna get Philip Rivers, or Tom Brady. Like, why? What's the point? Why not just go for Jameis Winston? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, because Vegas and Vegas and uh, Los Angeles Chargers, they need him. Like, nothing will get the season, their first season in Las Vegas going like Tom Brady at quarterback. Tom Brady would really help. Like, he puts butts in the seats. Same with Los Angeles. The Chargers, they can't even fill out a soccer stadium, much less their own stadium. So, they really need them. The Chargers makes a lot of sense. Um, Because, yeah, all the pieces are there, and they can throw it. Like, it would not be crazy to give Tom Brady $40 million. Because you bring bring with him, like, the hype that they really need. Because I'm pretty sure they've got the money for it. I would assume so. But, yeah, those are
2: – I don't know. Like, I don't know. Let's talk – So, anyway, they're, they're tied – Chargers are tied with the Packers um, at plus 1,600. Cowboys at plus 1,800. Woo-hoo. Um, Steelers at plus 2,200 is kind of high. But they are well coached. They, just need they a quarterback. don't have a quarterback. Exactly. Falcons, Bears, Rams, Seahawks all at 2,500. Eagles at 2,800. Eagles twenty eight hundred is not a bad buy. I like that one. I like Value. that one. Vikings and Titans at three thousands. Vikings is a good buy at three thousand. Mm, I don't know. Listen to this. You're gonna like this. Colts and Browns are at thirty three hundred. Raiders and Texans at thirty five hundred. Texans are low. That's the interesting thing with well, because I think people are
0: starting to realize that Bill O'Brien is not the answer, and the fact that he they went and out. made him yeah. the GM makes things a thousand. Bills times at worse. plus
2: four thousand is one that I would love to have.
0: Yeah that's great I the mean Colts, looking down here Buccaneers the, the maybe? Colts and Browns are at plus 3300 but like they're almost for there for different reasons you yes. know like the, they're opposite reasons yeah like the like the Browns could like explode out of nowhere and just get really hot in the stretch and make the Super Bowl but it's like the Colts you would get like consistent play like they're two very you get real teams. improvement yeah. and the
2: Browns would be like Smoking mirrors, like like a what if maybe or, maybe or a what if scenario. Yeah, like what if? Mm-hmm. Um, Jets at 7500. Cardinals. Uh, yeah. There's nobody else. That's really— Redskins are the projected worst team in the league. That would which be a I around. think is a hot take. I think so too. Because I think that Ron Rivera is going to turn them around better than being the worst well, in the league.
0: He could turn them around, and I he think might he might tank will, in a year though. But it's going to be. But it may not happen right away. Exactly. Every main piece that they've got on their team. I mean, this is great for them. Is like 25 years old or younger, so he doesn't he doesn't need to win now necessarily. Exactly, like they they've brought him in, which is I mean great for Dan Snyder and them. oh my goodness. like they've brought him in because they know it's going to be a bit like they they want to mentor Dwayne Haskins, get the most they can out of him, and obviously like once they get uh, Chase Young paired with Jonathan Allen mm-hmm. and Ryan Kerrigan, like that's that's San Francisco 49ers type yep.
2: defensive line. Um. Really quick, just something that came to mind before we, uh, before we totally forget about it. Congrats to Andy Reid. Oh yeah, great coach. That's awesome. Been a lead for a long time. I was rooting for him. Um, Here's the interesting thing. He's 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 come close a lot. A lot does does he make the Hall of Fame without winning
0: a Super Bowl? Like if he had made it here and lost, does he still make the probably Hall not? Fame? I don't think so. I think
2: this puts him over the edge. I think he was very close. Because you know what they say, the they call it the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Very Good. That's fact. So. Well, although at this point it is the Hall of Very Good, but. Um, oh un- hot take there's, I mean there's a lot of guys that are making it at this point that like are- wait like let's talk let about me it. go let me go and pull up there I saw a list uh-huh. on was it bleacher report or maybe a smaller one uh NFL hall of fame let's go find this list you know who didn't make it rec- was that one offensive line he's like a left tackle with Tennessee or something he was insane I'm trying to think of his name okay um Here's this list that I saw on Bleacher Report: Um, twenty-two Hall of Famers who don't deserve to be in Canton. Okay. And obviously, we shouldn't deep dive into this right now. But, um, um, Chris Hamburger from the Washington Redskins. Um, here's his here's his career: fourteen-year career, um, as as a linebacker, uh, nineteen picks. Uh, They say, and he was a senior candidate. Hmm. Interesting. There, there were like literally this guy went so under the radar, like no one even knew he made the Hall. Um. Let's look through here. Offensive alignment. Offensive alignment are really Oh, Bob Hayes for the Cowboys. I love like obviously I'm a Cowboys fan. I like Bob Hayes a lot. But you compare him to like he wasn't even as good of a Cowboy, Cowboys receiver as Dez Bryant, but he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, it, it's like it's like the the thing with the Hall of Fame is how much can you allow a Super Bowl to help or hurt somebody's career? Um
0: yeah, cause cause does Jimmy G Super Bowls that he
2: won on the Patriots like do those does that count, count at to all? His legacy?
0: Maybe a little. Probably a, a bit.
2: Probably a bit, but that's ridiculous because it shouldn't.
0: Also, no free ads, but uh, part of my take it was a podcast I like to listen to pretty regularly. They have an interview with David Baker, who's the president of the Hall of Fame, and they just talk to him about like the process of like deciding uh-huh. guys and how they bring it in, and it's all very interesting. Like, there's a local newspaper that covered. The player during that time that uh-huh. gets to give like a five minute presentation on the player. It's very interesting, and it's basically some of like the greatest minds like that's football actually, minds that's in the actually world. Sick. Like Peter King is mm-hmm. there, yeah. um, John Clayton, Sal Palantonio, like just some of yeah. the best like NFL media minds, Dan Fouts, like just you know broadcasters and stuff like that. So it was very interesting. So if you you know if you have time, check that out because I I mean it was intriguing. This to guy me.
2: this guy was like on the cover of it. He's a tight end, who. um had only four seasons with more than fifty receptions and averaged thirty catches a year, had a total career yardage of five thousand two hundred yards and fifty-two touchdowns. But
0: see, like I don't know what you can say it, the problem it's just like but recently a lot of these I guys it's been that, good.
2: Like I don't I don't know like it's like the guys. I'm that not just talking about like over last, the last like three or four years. I'm talking about like the last ten. Because mm-hmm. like that's that's these ones the I mean these ones that I'm looking for, looking at are like late two thousands. I think they went through a, kind of like a stretch where they were really trying to like just get guys uh, get in guys in. Fact that people such, say Joe Namath shouldn't be a Hall of Famer.
0: Oh, I a hundred percent agree with and that. And I agree. But but you have to you have to think about it, like, his impact overall in the sport of football, like he basically made He's it, a brand. He made it so that the AFL could like people believe the AFL could compete with the NFL, which eventually led to the merger, which like led to the success of the NFL, mm-hmm. basically. Like So it,
2: he's he's more of a brand thing. His passer rating a career mark of sixty five point five with a record of Eli Manning, like, 62, 63, and 4.
0: Yeah, and I think he had more interceptions than touchdowns in his career.
2: Yes, 173 touchdowns on 220 picks. And he threw in, like, his Super Bowl win. And Bob
0: Greasy. In in Super Bowl three. he threw for, like, 150 yards. And the team ran for, like, 200 total. But he ended up winning Super Bowl MVP. So that was one thing that I was talking about that would be interesting. uh, Because Jimmy G had, like, 195 with, like, five minutes left to go in the fourth. So I thought, huh, if the— if the 49ers hold on and win this one, like he'd probably be the first guy to win MVP since Joe Namath, that threw yeah. for under 200 That's yards. 200. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get anyway, into that debate. Don't need to deep dive. Day.
2: But I mean, I'm just looking. It's these mid 2000s to late 2000s picks. Yeah, um, though, and I was really, um, um, let me look this up really quick. The one that gets me
0: is Zach Thomas. Like I think Zach Thomas, the is, fact that he's not in there yet is um drew pearson didn't tough. make it this year yeah no and, that one too it's drew like pearson's really drew pearson's,
2: pearson's not in it yeah like are you kidding me mm-hmm. i don't know it's just it's he's been overlooked for a long time and he i mean did you watch that video of him not yeah. getting selected mm-hmm. that was so sad that. yeah i think it'll come eventually
0: but wide receivers like it's just a it's a trend wide receivers get considerably undervalued uh yeah. in their impact cause, like, because like there's like because the quarterback Reg, reggie, reggie wayne missed it this year like reggie wayne too but yeah the thing is like and we can get into this later. Like, we'll, we're gonna end we're the podcast really here going in a little the bit. Of fame. But it's like, you look at all the best wide receivers in history. Most of the great ones don't have a lot of Super Bowl victories, you know? Because yeah. like, it because you can't you can't have both. Like, it's a, not a good like thing. a solid quarterback, a strong personality quarterback with a top tier wide receiver. Like that almost never works out. I mean, obviously, well, and top make their, their better usually. Yeah. But it's, like, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, and then, obviously, Joe Montana, like, or Steve Young, Jerry Rice. Drew Pearson? But it's, like, yeah. No, exactly. But I'm saying, like, their impact on the team is extremely under... Like, it's a it's mm-hmm. a total... Pro, like, it's a problem in general. Like, it's not just with, uh like, Drew Pearson specifically. You know, like, it's a whole... Like, it, it is a wide receiver bias. Yeah. Um. No, okay, but, yeah, we'll talk about that in later
2: episodes, I guess. Maybe as we move closer to the Hall of Fame or something, yeah, that'd be we good. can draft season's that, coming up though so don't worry football is not yet over after draft season i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life but until then i'm gonna be looking at the draft yeah uh i mean i love basketball so yeah well them, yeah, but, that, yeah yeah i mean we got march madness next month
0: that's right everyone oh, it baby. was really funny because people were like uh everyone was like oh now that uh Football's out of the way, it's baseball season. I was like, uh, uh well, somebody on Twitter was like, uh uh-uh, uh, it's time for NASCAR. I was like, Oh, <laughs> was okay. serious or ironic. No, it was serious. I was like, interesting. Uh, sorry to hate on NASCAR, but, this but it's pod also, is not a NASCAR. It's pod. also March Madness and and like I hate to be that guy for MLB, but it's like sure NASCAR if you like that. Uh March Madness is happening. NBA the NBA is season is stride. still going on. Uh so it's gonna be a while before we start caring about baseball. Like I'm talking mid June. Yeah. I mean, like, spring
2: training's got to happen. Yeah, who's like, I don't know. Like, like I, I mean, nobody like, spring training's the thing that I look at updates on. I yeah. don't like watch anything. Yeah. Um, and it's like the draft doesn't matter in yeah. baseball. So, like, if but we're talking not, about, but I'm that's not, not even tell, like, no, 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 the middle of the. I'm saying, like, season, like, like I mean, year round, baseball yeah. is a long season. And so the out, like, the out of season window for baseball well, doesn't part. give us a lot. It's like, and there's, free agency's there's, not three, the same there's either. three weeks, there's three weeks on the hot stove. Um and then well the
0: draft happens in the middle of the season so it's like yeah then like there's not a lot of pull it, it, there it doesn't it doesn't
2: draw from outside the season yeah there's three weeks in December where it's like ooh. oh yeah December's fun yeah uh but okay. but I'd rather watch March Madness here's a really hot take if I could eliminate the World Series or March Madness I would eliminate the World Series and rather watch March Madness I mean March I, Madness is I'd rather eliminate the Super Bowl yeah but that's the March tough Madness thing. is yeah, so like, good
0: I don't I don't even know if that's a hot take because March probably Madness not. is probably like the best. Two and a half weeks
2: in the sporting world. It's just world. so stretched out is what's so great about it.
0: Well, my favorite part is the first two days when it's 32 games in two days <laughs> yeah. and like eight of them are upsets. Yeah. It's like that's that's and what like really gets buzz, people going. Like
2: when you have that 32 games in a day, you got You're buzzer beaters, buzzer you got readers, crazy yeah. shots, exactly. crazy plays. Team like guys, guys Texas, you haven't heard of emerging. Texas
0: A&M coming down from like 14 points.
2: Man, we're really getting excited right now.
0: Uh, But yeah, so before we go, we're just going to finish it up here. But before we go, let's talk... Um, next year's Super Bowl. Let's give our way oh. too early Super Bowl predictions. Um, for me, yeah. Okay, here we go. I am going to say, I'm gonna say the Chiefs get back. They get there again just because of you know continuity and all that stuff. And then I think next year, here's this is where we're getting really specific here. Uh, Drew Brees and the Saints go back to the Super Bowl. He wins it and then retires. He goes out Elway style. Wow, that'd be sauce. So that's my prediction for next year.
2: Wow. I've got a tough spot then. Um, I've got it. Okay. I'm going with... Oh, NFC is so tough.
0: Yeah, I was, I was just debating. I was like, no, oh I just got to go for goodness. it. Goodness. Okay, just I'm going to be even.
2: unique. Okay. I'm going to be really unique, and I'm probably going to be way off. I've got Ravens, Packers. Okay. I, An interesting one.
0: It's not, it's not super, like, it's not crazy. It's not
2: crazy, but it's not one that I feel comfortable with either way. But, but I, I actually, both of those I would I be I feel like, uncomfortable with. But yeah. I, looking at the other options, I don't think, I like Packers over Niners. And Saints have the question mark of um, Drew Brees retirement. And the Pats have the question mark of Tom Brady. And it's hard to maintain continuity with quarterback yeah. changes. So the next best options to me are Ravens-Packers. But not Chiefs Outside going Chiefs. back. I I think Chiefs not going back. Just a, maybe a Super Bowl hangover. Or they're something. built. And I they're think the built Ravens for it though they they're are built, built for, it. for it. And I but I do think the Ravens are hungry. And so I think if Lamar if Lamar can have like, I mean a passing game improvement, then they're dangerous.
0: Yeah, I mean because a,
2: last year is their last year, really. So it's they're a win now. Next, I, year. there's a
0: chance. There's a, a possibility that the Ravens have.
2: Pete, There's hit. also a huge hit, opportunity yeah. that the Ravens go like, nine and seven they're, year.
0: They're as good as they're gonna get.
2: There's Boomer Bus capabilities here. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out in a year, John. Okay. We'll be sitting good. in yeah. this. No, we won't Book be market, sitting in this room. Yeah, no we, we could won't. be. No, it's winter quarter. We will not be sitting in this room. Yeah. That's too bad. That's, we'll sit in a room near this one. Totally different. Oh, it sucks.
0: Um. <laughs> Back I to dorm life. Thought Josh. about not being in an apartment next year. Um. Yeah. But that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Uh, hopefully, we're gonna get a lot more interviews with players, like the one you just heard. Some really exciting ones. Me, I'm a um, player. That's big, right, big player. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of NFL draft content. March Madness. I'm probably gonna get some people on the podcast that like actually Are know we college, do college do a basketball. Mega super episode again. Maybe because that was fun. That was fun. But I, we need to get somebody on that knows what they're talking about. Yeah, because so we basketball. really don't. Because I watched one episode of Bracketology, and then we crank. this week. No, no. This I'm saying, oh. like this is all, like every, like I've read a couple things here and early, there, John. and I, I know, I figured yes, I had to. Uh, but you're gonna beat me by a mile. I don't know about that. No, it's all luck. Yeah, yeah.
2: Pick the pick the um, best, better mascot best That's right.
0: All right. Thanks so much, guys, and we'll see you next week.